welcome to another episode of Rise Up as we are now entering episode 105. 105 wonderful, blessing-filled, mercy-filled, thankfulness, gratitude. I mean, these are just some of the words that come to mind when I think of the ability that we've been, the opportunity, I should say, not the ability, both really, but but really the opportunity that we've been given to do this show like this. Um, you know, when I tell people that I have a, a show called Rise Up and they say, oh, what's it about? And I say, you know, because it sounds like, you know, rise up against tyranny. It sounds like rise up against your, you know, one world government that, that seems to be forming together. Um, but that's not what it means at all. And when I tell people why I called it Rise Up, uh, same, same name as the coffee. And it looks exactly like the coffee. Well, number one, you rise up every morning. If you are giving the blessing from God to have another day on this earth, if, you are, if he's not done with you yet, right? You know that song? God's not done. God's not done with you yet. Well, if, he's, if you wake, woke up today, then God is not done with you yet. So rise up was you rise up in the morning with your good cup, with a nice gourmet cup of coffee, and you get into the word. It also means Jesus rose up on the third day. Rise up out of your slavery, out of your chains. And yes, it also means rise up against oppression, tyranny, and evil. So there's a, it, it's a three-in-one, right? Like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It had three meaning. It was a triple meaning, and that was always the plan. Uh, so when they say, well, what's the show about? And I say, well, it is a show dedicated to the Lord. And they say, oh, it's a show of you just you go through and you do scripture like church. And I said, well, kind of. Uh, it is my personal private journey with Jesus. And then I've heard people say, okay, well, if it's personal and private, then why do you do it on a podcast? And I say, well, because that's what God told me to do. And they say, and I've heard people say to me, well, God wants you to go and spend time with him alone in a quiet room by yourself so that you can focus on him. I say, yeah, I know. I do that too. Uh, but God wanted me to do this for a reason. And I didn't know what that reason was until about 20 or 30 episodes ago. And I realized that this is what I needed in order to strengthen my relationship with God. But it was also what I needed in order to fulfill what God wanted me to do on this earth. So I was able, like I said, about 20 or 30 episodes ago, I realized why God wanted me to make my very private time with him public. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't still spend private time with God. Obviously, I do. I don't live on live videos 24-7, although I'm starting to get there with three shows a day. Uh, but that was the whole, you know, that's why Rise Up is here. That's why it's called what it's called. And now we're 100 and F, 105 episodes in, and most of you have been here since day one. So I want to thank you all for, for being here. I really do. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to share the video out because that is your form. That's God using you to spread the daily gospel. And God uses you to do things that he gives you from this show. 
So that's why, uh, you know, somebody had said one day, I don't remember who it was, they called this a Godcast, not a podcast. And I thought that was incredible because it was absolutely true. Because not only is this Godcast for my benefit, uh, but it's mainly for God's benefit. It's for his plan. And he speaks through a lot to a lot of you through this show in ways that I'll never know. In ways that I'll never know. Jeremy, when I get my social security check next week, I'll be sending you 10 special kids Bibles to pass out. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. We appreciate you on that one. Uh, good morning, Race Mom. Good morning, Bad Moon. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning, CQ. Good morning, Mustache and Sass64. Good morning, Robin. Uh, Robbie, excuse me. Good morning, uh, Wayne Davis and Cindy Lou Who and Majorva and Dimples Go and and Barb Naylor and and uh, Miranda Dolan. God bless you. Thank you for sending Eli a little a little uh, extra funds in the mail. He really uh, appreciates that. Vicky, thank you very much. God bless you. And uh, Carol the Cowgirl, thank you for being here this morning. Now it looks like the counter is a little messed up, so we don't know how many people are watching, and we don't know how many people have rumbled. Uh, But always just uh, give the video a quick refresh once in a while. Make sure that your rumble stays, and just continue to share the video. God will do the rest. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, okay, guys? Uh, Because I've titled today's show, Promoted from a Slave to a Friend. Promoted from a slave to a friend. And that's exactly what happens when you enter into a relationship a journey with Jesus of your own. He does promote you from slavery to a friend. And being a friend of Jesus is not like being a friend of anybody here on, the earth, on this earth, I can tell you that. So, so let's keep that in mind as we go to the Lord in prayer. I've got a, uh, yeah, it says 730 watching, but it capped out right there. I know we have over 1,000 watching, so um, it's been capped out at 730 for quite some time. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to go to the Lord in prayer as always. We're going to go through our books. I do got a couple videos to show you today that are really off topic. Uh, but really when you're spreading the word of God, nothing is off topic because every word of God weaves well with every other word of God. That's just something about God's word that I've come to know is that there's no irrelevancy, right? Every word of every piece of what God has ever said intertwines with something else that he said. It is literally like a woven basket of perfection if I've ever seen one. Uh, So let's go to the Lord in prayer now. We're 13 minutes past the hour. Again, thank you for being here. Share the Rumble feed. And uh, please, if you're wearing a hat, uh, remove your hat and pray with me. Our Father in heaven, thank you very much for the opportunity to have our own version of church every day, five days a week. So many people look forward to this. I look forward to this. I know you, God, look forward to this. And we ask that you continue to use this show and this network to not only get the truth out there and get the gospel out there, but to speak to people who are listening in ways that we'll never know. Lord, you are so mysterious and so wonderful and so powerful. Yet your word knows no bounds. Your salvation knows no bounds. And there are no barriers in order to get the message that you need to get to a specific person. And Lord, we welcome you to do that right here on this network and on this show. We ask that every ear that is listening and every eye that's watching this show today will be blessed while consuming your word. 
Lord, we know that nothing here is off limits and transparency is the key to everything. I thank you for the courage. I thank you for the stamina that this takes. And I thank you that I can always go back to that ever overflowing well of salvation, mercy, and grace through my faith in Jesus Christ. We ask that you put an armor of God around this network, around this show, that though many, many people try to attack it and hack it and take it down, that they'll never get through this armor. And not only will they never get through, Lord, let them know that it's you who's guarding us. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Again, promoted from a slave to a friend. Now, today's verse of the day actually comes from um, John 15, 14 through 17. So what I want to do is I kind of want to start off by reading the verse today because I think you really need to understand. I, I was reading this verse, and uh, it's, for, it's John 15. So if you have your Bibles, open up to John just John, not 1st John, not 2nd John, not 3rd John. John 15. And then go to verse 14 through 17. I want to tell you that at verse 16, I broke down crying today. Okay, at verse 16, I broke down crying as soon as I read it. Because there's, you know, it's very hard in this day and age. It's very difficult um, to... How do I want to say this? Everybody wants to be validated. Everybody wants their feelings validated. Everybody wants their decisions validated. Everybody wants to know that somebody thinks that they are special or what they did deserves praise or uh, some kind of acknowledgement, right? Well, verse 16 actually gave me validation today in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. So let's get to it right now. Uh, uh, verse of the day, uh, John 15, 14 through 17. You are my friends if you do what I command you. This is Jesus speaking. You are my fr- friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. What's another word for servant? Slave. But I would say servant holds a better title than slave. Because if you're a slave, well, then you're really a slave to this world and you're a slave to sin. Of some way, shape, or form. That's the way I look at it in today's world. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus gave us the key to everything. Jesus gave us the answer to everything we ever needed. Now here's verse 16. Ready for this? This is where I broke down. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go And bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. If that doesn't make you feel special, at a spiritual level, if that doesn't make you, if you needed any kind of validation, not that a Christian does, but some people still do. Some people need that word of God as their validation every day. I understand that. Some people are in a different walk with Christ than I am or than other people are. I understand that. But ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I need to be validated through the words of Jesus Christ that I am special. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because the devil screams with a megaphone right up close to your ear on both sides all day, every day, that you are not special, that you are worthless, and that nobody loves you. You've got to block that out. And the word does block that out, but sometimes that stuff gets through. And I know it not by feeling separate from the Lord so much. I know it by when I read a verse like that, I cry. So if I'm reading a verse like that and I'm crying... That means I needed to hear that today. Let me read that one more time for you. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you would go and bear fruit, so that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. What does that mean? That means that your fruit and your actions and everything that you're doing is is abiding in God and God is abiding in you. It's abiding in God and God is abiding in you. And that is how you live. And then if you go further and it says uh, that if you bear fruit and abide so that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Well, let me ask you this, folks. A lot of people say my, ans- my prayers are not answered. My prayers are not answered. God promised to answer every prayer immediately when I ask for it. Yes, he did. He did. But if it's Asking in his name, by his will, according to his will, according to Jesus' name. You can't ask for a million dollars and expect God to answer that, that, that prayer. Unless it's by his will, and then yeah. If you know that God's got a million dollars waiting around the corner for you because you're going to open, open up a Christian school, then yes. Then a, then a million dollars is definitely something that you can pray for and will be answered. But it's got to be by Jesus' name and according to God's will. But the fact that, that Jesus says, I chose you. God chose you. He plucked you from heaven, gave you a body, put you on earth, and gave you an open path through Jesus Christ back to him. That made me cry this morning because I needed to hear that today. How many of you also needed to hear that today? Let me know in the comment section. And also drop a permanent comment below that's not in the live chat. I know I don't get to all of them. I definitely can't get to all of them um, because Rumble doesn't allow you to, to, to respond to so many people so quickly. Uh, Eric says, James Comer is live right now releasing Biden bank records to the public. I wish this was LFA so I could show that, but I will not show that on Rise Up. Because Rise Up is far more important what we're talking about here. And, I, and I'm glad that that's happening. I really am. But I needed to hear that today. Viscap needed to hear that today. Kittenhead needed to hear that today. Rosebud and Race Mom needed to hear that today. Ray Friesen says, he chose me when I was four years old and dying. Does it get any more powerful than that? Den 
Bats says, I needed to hear this today, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here to give an ear to hear it. CQ said, I need definitely needed to hear that. Bad Moon says, I've been chilling with Jeremy for over five years, and he hasn't called me yet, so have patience. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a lot of people I've not called. I, 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 uh, and you want to know something? It gets busier and busier here at LFA, so it's harder and harder to do constant correspondence, but uh, we're going to try to get better at that. We're going to try to get better at that. It's not, it's not easy. Um, Milo says, God's love can erase childhood trauma. Ask me how I know. Hey, hey, amen. Amen. I can now look back at my childhood trauma and not be afraid of it. I can now look back at my childhood trauma and not be angry about it. You know, I can look back at my, I can look back at my childhood trauma and know that it's never going to rear back up and, 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 and cover me again, you know? I just have so much peace and joy in my heart, and it's transcending uh, through other parts of my life like I never, ever, ever expected. Jeremy wasn't able to respond earlier. This started out as personal time with Jesus for you, but it's turned into our personal time with Jesus together. Amen. Amen. And that is why God wanted me to do it. But I got to tell you, folks, this, this journey with Jesus, this friendship with Jesus where he promoted me from slavery to a friendship with him, uh, it gets better and better every day. And, and, and who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought it would get better every day? I want to read from page 126 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Serving the God who restores. Serving the God who restores. Restores what? Everything. Health, joy, faith, freedom, salvation, hope, love, kindness, compassion. God can restore all that to those who have lost it. Ask me how I know, right, Milo? Page 126, Psalm, 50, Psalm 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. With God, it's never too late to start fresh. In fact, most of us need the joy of our salvation restored practically daily. So when I told you that I needed validated today, I needed God validation today, and I only know that because I broke down in tears, bawling in the studio by myself before producer Eli even got here to work today. Why? Because most of us need the joy of our salvation restored Practically daily. Salvation for a Christian is indeed a cause for great joy. Reflect on how great your salvation is and how the joy of that salvation affects your fatherhood duties. Lord, some days I need a fresh sense of your presence in my life. Today's one of those days. Today was one of those days for me and I didn't even know it. 
Again, ladies and gentlemen, I did not know it until I broke down in tears. I wondered why I was crying. You ever get those moments? How many of you get those moments where you break down crying and you don't even know why? You can't pinpoint it. I don't know why I'm crying, but I'm bawling. And it's tears of joy and it's tears of everything. Why am I crying? How many of you have had that happen before? Jeremy, that doesn't sound right. You can only be my friend if you do everything I say. Who said that? Who, who, who said that you can only be a friend if you do everything they say? God doesn't say that. I'm just, I'm wondering where that came from. That's all. Rekindle the flame of faith in my heart. Increase my love for you and for my kids. I pray for a renewed and deepened love for the children that you've given me. I ask you to uphold me as a dad and give me the willing spirit to be all my kids need me to be. Just like we need God every day. Just like we need God there for us every day. Our children need us same way. Same way. Needed to be needed to hear this today, says S. And S. Uh, Sandry. Uh, every week in church, I find myself crying in joy. Same with me. Same with me. You said you can be my friend as long as you do what I command. That's true. You're talking about God. Yeah, you have to, in order to be a friend to God, you have to be a friend to God. You can't be slapping God in the face and be his friend. So by following the Ten Commandments and by wanting to live under the moral standard that God wants us to live under, you get to be his friend. However, if you choose not to live under the moral standards or at least try to live under those moral standards and keep his commandments, then you can't be his friend. That is true. That is an ultimatum. It's the same ultimatum that says, You can choose the path that's narrow and go to heaven, or you can choose the path that's broad and wide and go to hell. And if you choose to keep his commandments, then he will choose to promote you from slavery to friendship. So yeah, there is a I give, you give. You do have to meet God. Halfway, you can't just expect him to save you while you're smacking him in the face or spitting in his face. But you got to remember, God saying that is very different than a human saying that, right? God saying that is very different than a human saying that. Our standards and our moral compass is very low compared to God's, right? What we look at on this earth is not being a big deal. God looks as a very big deal. Right? Lying is equal to homosexuality. Homosexuality is equal to, to, to stealing. Stealing is equal to um, lusting. Now, here on earth, we might say, well, that's not that bad. I'm not hurting anybody. Well, you're hurting God. So you can't hurt God and ask God to also accept you as a friend. That's what that means. I hope I, I, hope I explained that in a way that, that, that helps. You, do, you must keep his commandments. To be in a relationship with him. And, and, and if you can't keep his commandments, then repent and ask Jesus to take that from you. And he will. And, and in turn, your friendship with God. Now, I know some people would say, well, that sounds like a quid pro quo. You do something for me. I do something for you. Yeah. With a positive 
end game, not a negative one. Not trying to screw people over in the process. It is literally a transactional relationship between you and God. I open up my heart to you. I love you. I keep your commandments and do my best to keep your commandments. And you promote me from slavery to a friend. And when I'm promoted from slavery to a friend with you, that friendship is endearing and lasts forever. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. I want to go to a video today. And this video is something that I think all of us should, should do in our homes. I think this video is something, is a representative of something that everybody should do in their own homes. And that is, with your tongue, profess the love that you have for Jesus Christ, profess the protection that you know he gives you, and cast out all demons in your homes. Cast out all demons in your homes. I thought this was great. It was a movie. But I think it's something representative of, uh, uh, I think it's representative of something, I should say, that we should all do openly in our homes. Let's go to this video. This is the Lord of this house. And that means there's no place for you here anymore. So take your lies, your schemes, and your accusations and get out in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Now, in the comment thread, somebody said that goes against the, you know, the church's uh, teaching of unconditional love, what you said about friendship. Don't get, don't get it twisted. There is unconditional love. But love does not mean promotion. God can love you and not promote you. God can have forgiveness for you and not promote you. God can have doors open for you, but you must take them for the promotion. God says, here I am, love me, and you must love him. You must keep his commandments. You must profess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And you must walk with and follow Jesus in order for the promotion. So remember, there's two different things there. There is unconditional love. God unconditionally loves everybody. You don't think he loves the people that are in hell that chose to go there? Of course he does. Doesn't mean he promotes you. We can't get those things twisted. But I love that. I think we should all do that tonight. If we have never, ever done that. Look at Hazel Kitty. Thank you very much. Hazel Kitty said God loved Israel, but they turned their backs on him. Amen. And he, and, and, and he, he was there for them when they came back, wasn't he? 
You cannot get promoted if you're doing the wrong things. Not, in, not on this earth and not spiritually either. That does not mean that God does not love you though. Amen? But I think everybody should do this. If you've never done this in your home, look, I've never, I have said before out loud, to, so I told you that every morning, right? I told you that every morning I get up and I smile and I give praise to God and I look at the devil because I know he's around every corner, right? And I look at the devil and I say, <laughs> get away from me, loser. You're not going to get in my way today. I've done that. But I've never sat there and said out loud, Jesus is the Lord of my home. You will not steal my joy. You will not steal the joy of my children and profess it like that. Look, I've never said it like that. And I'm going to do that tonight. Uh, LJ, L. Jand K says, I've done that and opened the windows and flew evil. Hey, that's amazing. Flee evil. Amazing. Yes, that was the War Room movie. Yep. Yep. I watched a great video, said Miranda this morning, about cleaning out your house of evil spirits. You need to be prayed up and know you're stirring up hornet's nest. It's true warfare. Oh, it definitely is true warfare. So that's why when my, my, when my wife and I moved into the house that we moved into, remember I told you the story? Um, remember that I told you the story about the mezuzah, the Jewish uh, representation in the doorway of basically of, of Passover, right? The blood over the door so evil spirits or so that angel of death and evil spirits are kept out of your home. Well, we have a mezuzah in our house and, and we, we will never get rid of that thing, right? We, we, we believe 100% that God got us that house when we shouldn't even have been eligible for it, number one. And then when we moved into that house, we had that mezuzah. And that's, I, I 100% believe in casting out evil spirits from your home and keeping them away from your home and praying a, an armor of God protection around that home where they do not enter. And I have to tell you something, something very weird here. Um, There have been people that have not entered my home, like friends that, of my children that come or like people that come to knock on your door and you invite them into your home. There's been people that have refused to walk into my home. And I always thought, well, maybe they're just being polite. Maybe they're just, no, I don't want to enter somebody else's home. But now that I think about it, now that I think about it, maybe, just maybe, since the spiritual world we do not see, just maybe those people were not allowed to enter my home. Ever think of that? Just maybe they're not allowed to enter your home because you have a prayer of protection over that home. You have a mezuzah. You have something where you're casting out spirits and not allowing them in. I've had people refuse to come into my home. And I never really realized it until now, until saying it out loud with you today, that it was probably because they were not allowed to come into my home. Wow. Demons on the doorstep, but thou shall not enter, said Bad Moon. And those that do will be haunted. Wow. T. Mitchell said never realized that before either, but you probably have had people refuse to come into your home. Amen? Now, if you... Um, I know there's a whole thing about inviting them in as well, too, but... I think you have to know that they're evil and invite them in to allow them to come in, right? If you don't know, that's why the protection is there for in case somebody's deceiving and they, and they don't come in. But now I'm sitting here thinking of it and I'm like, dang, man, I bet you. The people are like, no, I'm good. What do you mean? 
I never, I just thought it was just a, you know, like a polite thing. No, like, you know, taking off your shoes in somebody's home. Uh, no, I, I don't need to come in your home. Yeah, well, maybe it's because. Maybe it's because, and yeah, the FBI, my wife wouldn't let the FBI in when they came. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I want to go to the next book here, which is the Bible promise book for morning and evening. This is what it looks like. I know a lot of people have been asking to see the book. This is what it looks like. The Bible promise book for morning and evening. And by the way, folks, because the, uh, the view counter is not working, uh, make sure that you guys continue to sh- share the video. And I'll ask everybody to refresh right now and make sure that your, your rumbles have counted. I just refreshed and I, th- I see 375 rumbles. So that may be correct. 375 rumbles. Let me see what you guys have. All right, the, bombas, the, the Bible promise book for morning and evening. Serving God. So in order to be in a relationship, a friendship with God, you must serve God. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to do X, Y, and Z, like the Pharisees said, like the Jewish, you know, like the Jewish faith says, you have to follow these rules every day. But serve God means you just must open your heart to God. You must serve God, right? Deuteronomy 10, 12. I've been listening to Deuteronomy on, um, on the audiobook lately, and I'm just, I, Deuteronomy is an amazing book of the Bible. Everybody should go back and listen to or read Deuteronomy, okay? People of Israel, what does the Lord your God want from you? Now, when you hear people of Israel in the Old Testament, What you can do today is equate that with people of God, children of God, God's anointed. If you're a Christian, that means you. So when you're, uh, yes, George Santos was arrested. Yeah, I noticed that too. Isn't it weird? Two days after he publicly uh, gave um, uh, backing to the NFSC, Ava Chan and Miles Guo. Huh? I told you we're on the chopping block too. We'll talk about that another day. Right now I want to talk about this. Um, when, when God's talking about children of Israel or people of Israel uh, in the Old Testament, you have to understand he's talking to you. You may not be of Israel, but he's talking to you. He's talking about children of God, okay? People that God is, uh, has favor on. Well, if you're a Christian, then that's you. If you're a Christian, then that is you, okay? So I just want you guys to know that. A lot of people don't know that. They're like, oh, he's talking about Israel, not us. No, no, no. He's talking about you. The Lord wants you to respect and follow him, to love and serve him with all your heart and soul. Luke 1.50, God will show his mercy forever and ever, and those who worship and serve him, that is the Christian. Kristen Donovan said, yeah, I always wondered that. Well, the Holy Spirit wanted me to say that today. I, I, I don't know why I said that, but I know that people have, I thought that before, and I didn't really think of it again until just now, and that's what I, that's what I love about this show is I just kind of on an autopilot here, and, and the Holy Spirit is working, so it's, it's truly incredible. As we go about our day doing whatever exciting or mundane activities we do, it is easy to lose focus and forget that our first priority is to what? Serve God. That's our first priority. In each action, our service and attitudes can reflect Christ. The beginning 
and the end. And then the prayer for this is, God, help me serve you in all I do. Amen. So the goal for a Christian outside of, you know, getting into a relationship with Jesus and making it to heaven, right? The goal of a Christian is to be as Christ-like as possible. So when I say this is my journey with Jesus, I never call it a destination because in a journey, new things happen all the time. You learn things all the time. New trials and tribulations and successes and mercy and grace and blessings come your way on a journey, experiences, whatever. So when you're on a journey with Jesus, you're actually becoming closer to Christ, becoming more Christ-like. And what God wants us to do is every time we open our mouths, every time we make a decision, every time we perform the duties of an action, whatever that is, he wants it to be Christ-like. Now, you're never going to do that. So I, I found Christ in, or actually, excuse me, Christ found me because I was lost in 2016, October of 2016. I've come a long way since October of 2016. I've lost a lot of my anger. I've lost a lot of all, pretty much all my pride. I've lost all my lust. I'm getting better. And I have a feeling that seven years from now in 2030, I will be even more like Christ than I am today. That's why it's called a journey. You'll never be perfect. And you're certainly not perfect or Christ-like on day one. And the closer you get to Christ, the more you want of Christ. The closer you get to Christ, the more of his commandments you want to fulfill. Not as a, I'll do this, you do that. Don't be mistaken. But I will tell you this. The closer you get to Christ, the more you want to follow his commandments, the more it is a desire for you to be like Christ, the higher standard you're going to hold yourself to. And as rightfully show, you should. You should want to reach that moral excellence of the meaning of the word good, right? Why do you call me good? There are none good but God, right? Where none of us are good. None of us. But we strive to be good. And since we never will be, that is where Christ subsidizes the rest of it. Christ comes in and he stands in that gap that we will never close, ever, But we desperately want to. And the more we love him, the more we're on a journey with him, the more like him we'll be. But we'll never close the gap. So if you think that you can be that Christian that closes the gap, you'll never do that. You'll never do that. That is a lie. That's fake news. That is spiritual fake news. You will never close that gap. Ever, ever, ever. No matter what you do. Jesus closes the gap. That's why he's there. He is your golden ticket. Without him, you have nothing, no matter how good you become. Let's go to Jesus Listens. May 10th, year of our Lord. And by the way, which everybody in the world abides by. My relationship with you transcends all my circumstances. So I desire to praise you and enjoy your presence even during my times of deepest struggle. The closer you get to Christ, the more you will want of him. And the more you want of him and the closer you are and the more Christ-like you are, when trials, tribulations, and problems come, you lean on him more 
as your journey with him lengthens. But to find you at such times, I have to make the effort to exercise my faith. Again, he wants you to meet him halfway, to be his friend. I find it challenging to live on two planes simultaneously, the natural world where adverse situations abound and the supernatural world where you reign supreme. Before I go on with that, do you think that God thinks it's easy for you? You think God doesn't know how hard it is to be a human? Oh, he knows. He knows because he became one and was born a helpless baby and killed a full-grown man and experienced exactly what it's like to be here on earth as a human and also spiritually in heaven where God reigns. So when you break down crying and go, why does it have to be so hard? Why is it so hard? God knows it's hard. He doesn't expect you to breeze through this. He doesn't expect you to ace every test. He doesn't expect you to achieve every impossibility. He doesn't expect you to not have a hard time. He doesn't expect you not to cry and just put your chest up and say, this doesn't bother me. He knows it's hard. He knows we're going through hell on earth sometimes. It's okay. He knows. To experience your presence within me, even in my hardest times, I need strong trust muscles. Strong trust muscles. So you know how you work out your bicep and you get it bigger? Same thing with your trust. You got to work on that trust. You got to just know everything is going to be okay. No matter what, as long as you are with Jesus, everything is going to be okay. I'm thankful that trials can both strengthen my faith and show me how much or how little I actually trust you. It's actually a conviction of how much you trust God. How hard things, uh, uh, how hard of a time you have through tough times, you know? I realize that I have to work on strengthening my trust muscles, filling my mind and heart with scripture, seeking your face continually. Please remind me to keep turning my thoughts towards you and affirming my faith in you, whether I'm feeling confident or inadequate. And help me really believe, really believe in the depths of my being that my adequacy rests in my relationship with you. Not my inadequacy, but my actual adequacy rests in your relationship, your friendship with the Lord. You, may, you make me ready for anything and equal to anything by infusing me with your inner strength. With your inner strength. Now, what I want to do right now is I want to go to our sponsor of Rise Up, which is Trumpet Daily. These guys have been great. Trumpet Daily, trumpetdaily.com. They will be starting on show here on Saturday. So here, check this out right now. Our Saturday lineup right now will be Trumpet Daily, will be Ava Chen, will be Ryan Matter with a financial show, and more. But the Trumpet Daily with Stephen Flurry will start airing this Saturday at 10 a.m. on 
LFA TV. And it's about time that we have more people giving you the news with God at the center of all of it. And that's what you get with Stephen Fleury and Trumpet Daily. But another thing that you get through them as a sponsor of this show is you get free publication in the mail. You get free magazines, books, really great articles to read about Israel and the Jews and, 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 and their fight throughout time and Christianity and their fight throughout time. It's really wonderful. Trumpetdaily.com or thetrumpet.com. I urge all of you to go sign up. Give them all the, uh, give them all the attention for their new show as possible because they're in it to win it like we are, to save America by making America godly again. Amen? Trumpetdaily.com or thetrumpet.com. Where are we at with rumbles now, Eli? We have 442. Let's break 500 in the next 10 minutes. We need 65 likes, 68 likes, and we're there. Let's do this. I think we could do it. 38 likes, whatever it is. We can do this. We can do this. Let's go. My math skills were were completely, they were completely common core math there, Eli. 58 likes is what we got. Not 68, not 30. Come on, Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Do the people who do shows get paid? No, Ava will not be getting paid. Stephen Trumpet, I mean, uh, Stephen Flurry does not get paid. Um... The host of LFA TV, if we make anything extra outside of our bills, yes, they get paid uh, as much as we can give them. But everybody here is in it to win it for the cause. We don't have, we, we don't have the kind of money yet, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to, uh, we don't have the kind of money yet to be able to pay people's salaries. Hopefully one day, though. Hopefully one day. Uh, I want to show you another video today. Uh, before we before we check out and, and, and go to Sean Farish and Ungoverned. This is a video I saw this morning uh, during coffee that I just really liked, and I thought it was great. And it's a Muslim woman who converted to Christianity. Her name is uh, Heba, and she's a pharmacist from Egypt. Just thought this was a really great video, and uh, I'd like to share it with you today. Let's roll. I'm a pharmacist from Egypt. I grew up Muslim in a Muslim family. I was always at the top of my class academically. I loved chemistry, so I registered with a pharmaceutical college. During the first years of classes, one of the professors explained things in a different way. I learned that he was a Christian, and his way of explaining things was distinguished and new to me. He challenged my thinking. In Islam, we have a concept. Only Muslims will enter the garden, and everybody else will be in hell. Knowing this, I wondered, how did he not understand it, the true path? I went on the internet and typed, what do Christians believe in? We grew up learning that they are infidels. I watched programs where converts were sharing their testimonies. Then I began to read the Bible. I started realizing, the more I read the Bible, the more I felt I entered a different world and felt peace. You immediately know it's a word from God. I was learning things that I could not understand in the Quran. I learned about Jesus Christ. If you are raised Muslim, you grow up with rules that are deeply rooted. It is hard to change your perspective from Islam to another belief system. We always had preconceived notions that Christians were infidels. When it comes to who Christ is, 
There is a verse in the Quran that says, They have indeed disbelieved who say, Surely Allah is none but the Messiah, son of Mary. This verse was the most difficult idea that stayed with me for years. I eventually said to myself, I'm done with Christianity because it is wrong. I closed my Bible and went back to Islam. What I found was a spiritual drought. My spirit was dead. I said to myself, this is not right. I will not be able to continue like this. At this point, I know that the Lord Jesus Christ is my personal savior. When I came back to the Lord's teaching, I was amazed to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. There is a secret that I now understand. Christ exists through His Spirit. He is the Word. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one God, the Word incarnated in the fullness of time. My name is Hiba. I'm a pharmacist. From I thought that was a great story. I thought that was a really, really, really great story. And I have to tell you, every Muslim person that I've ever met, person of Islam faith, every single one, believe this or not, has had more respect for Jesus than most Jewish people that I've met. Now, that's just a personal encounter myself. I don't know if that's the same way with all of you guys. But let me say that one more time. Every person of Islam, the faith Muslim, uh, the faith of Islam that I've ever met has had more respect for Jesus Christ and who he is and what he did on this earth than any Jewish person I have ever met. Now, I don't know why that is. I mean, I have some, I, I, I've, I want to, what I want to do is I want to read the Torah and I want to read the Quran in full so I know about them. But at the same time, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like I should just be putting more of the word of God into me instead of reading that stuff. But I do want to know more about it. And what I've learned about Islam is they hold Jesus in high regard. They hold Jesus in a lot higher regard than Jewish people. And every time I talk to Jewish people, real Jew, Orthodox Jew, they hate Jesus. They hate his guts. Most, the ones, I, the ones I've met anyway, for a majority. And I don't know if that's just the case across the board or if it's just my personal experience. Um, but Jesus is incredible. He is and was who he says, who the Bible says he was. Uh, don't do it, Jerry. Just read the Bible. I know CQ. I'm just trying. I just want to educate myself and what they think and of so uh, think like so that when I'm uh, having a debate with them, I can I can quote their book because it's really hard to quote their book to them and prove it wrong if you don't know their book. I don't think that there's anything wrong in it. I just think it's a waste of time in, in a lot of regard. You know, Islam preaches Jesus is a prophet uh, of which Muhammad. Last, yeah, yeah. The Torah is the Old Testament, Jeremy. I know, I know, I know. But the Torah isn't exactly the Old Testament. There's still a lot of stuff in the Torah. If you get the Torah, it's not word for word the Old Testament. There's still a lot of stuff in there that's different. But I think it's good to know, right? I mean, if you're going to have debate and discussion, especially if you go out and you, um, 
especially if you can go, if you go out and you street evangelize. I mean, you got to know you got to have all your wits about you. I mean, I I would think um there are Jews who call themselves Jews and do lie. I believe these are once who hate. Well, here's another thing. Here's another thing, folks. And this is I think this is a topic that we'll do tomorrow. I think this is a topic that we'll do tomorrow. And maybe I'll invite David Brody on for this uh, since he calls himself a completed Jew. But do you know that the Messiah that the Jews are waiting for almost word for word sounds like the Antichrist that is to come? I mean, if you look at the Jews and what they're waiting on as the Messiah, it sounds eerily like the prophecy of the Antichrist. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's the truth. I'm just saying to me, when I read what the Jews think the Messiah is going to be, and when I read the prophecies of what the Antichrist is going to do and what he's going to be, it sounds eerily the same. I'm just saying. We'll talk about that another day. Anyway, folks, I'm going to let you go the same way I brought you in, and that's with some beautiful music from Corey Asbury, which is um, To Love a Fool. Uh, Dear God, it's from To Love a Fool album. Dear God is the song. Uh, Remember, guys, Sean Farish is coming up next. LFA TV continues throughout the day with great shows. Please give them a chance. Show them some love. I think they deserve more of an audience than they actually get. Uh, If you can't watch the shows, that's understandable. But if you can watch their shows, um, then please watch them. Give them a chance. I think you'll like them. Anyway, God bless all of you. Thank you for being here today and every day. And please continue to share the gospel, spread the good news. And I'll see you guys at 11 o'clock for Live from America. We got a lot to talk about today. Day full of news. See you later. God bless. And I know the more I try to prove, oh, the less I have to show. And I'm stuck inside my head.